You are listening to the Holy Cannoli Podcast. It's all about making sense of life, who we are, and why we're here. Life is sacred and life is strange. And here's our dad, Tony Gapastone. And it is episode 66. Thanks for tuning in. This whole conversation I am putting out right now is about gratitude. It is November 2022, and this is a message that I shared with my church, the Quest Novato in Marin County, California, and I'm kind of feeling a little bit emotionally uh, ooey-gooey in in the goodest, goodest way. Uh, My 18th anniversary was this month, and I was just feeling all the love, and it will pop in right after I had showed a video that I made with Brave Maker about the Trunk or Treat event that our church did, and I was just kind of feeling all sorts of appreciation for our church. So uh, as the podcast dips into that, that's where I was. Just so you know, I cut out a few of the uh, earlier things because you can't see the video, and there's a lot of music, so why play it? All right, anyway, I hope you are, wherever you are, on a run, washing dishes, in the car, That's usually the three places I listen to podcasts. I hope you're feeling encouraged. I hope you know that God loves you. I hope in this messiness of life, somehow, you are making sense of it. It's sacred. It's strange. Hang in there as we come to the end of 2022. Thanks for being a listener of Holy Cannoli. Uh, Thousands of you, based on the numbers, because I can see all the numbers, uh, have tuned in at least once or twice to these podcasts. That's why I came back, because I just randomly checked the numbers and I thought, wow, people have listened to this. This is something I need to do again. It's also good for me, and this is kind of morbid, but uh, it's good for me to process my life and put these things out there because someday I'm not going to be here, and neither will you. Think about that for a second, and it is a way that I can leave for my kids, for my wife, for my family, for my great, great, great grandkids. However, long podcasts are a thing, I can somehow speak and share and encourage and give insight and be honest and vulnerable and talk about how I don't know anything, and that's okay, so that people could find meaning wherever they are, too. This life is not easy. This life's hard, y'all, but it's worth it, so hang in there. I do mention my grandmother in this episode, and if you are contemplating your life, if anything is coming into your mind, lies of your worth or that you shouldn't be here, that you need to leave, that you're considering harming yourself, please hear this. You are needed and you are loved. I know it can often seem hopeless, but ending your life is not the answer. God put you on this earth for a reason. People love you. Uh, If you don't feel like that, reach out to me. Uh, Call National Suicide Hotline, find some support, find help. It is imperative, paramount, that you know how valuable you are. And I pray for you to love yourself, and I pray that this message today can somehow inspire you to be grateful, because it's medically proven, it's researched, that when we choose gratitude, it impacts us emotionally, it impacts us physically, it has a a positive physical impact. Our heart rate is healthier. Our outlook on life, obviously, is healthier. We can experience longer life. It's medically proven, which is wild because 
choosing gratitude is it's work. It, it requires us shifting negativity and rejecting tox, uh, toxicity and things like that, but it's free. <laughs> we can intentionally every single day find someone we're grateful for, and that's what I encourage you to do in this message today, just like Paul did in Philippians chapter 1. Okay, thanks for tuning in. Next time, episode 67, you're going to get to hear from Jay Baker, the son of the iconic Jim and Tammy Faye Baker, and he and I had a conversation, and I'm currently editing it right now, and we'll post it later on this month, so check that out in episode 67 when it drops. All right, peace. God loves you. You don't know how special this place is. I really want you to do a quick and uh, a quick look around the room. Would you look around the room? This is the church. We are the church. We are a chosen family. God has made us. We are together for such a time as this. And uh, I know uh, churches in this day in 2022 uh, are dwindling. There are many that are not able to to survive, let alone thrive. And we somehow are still here, thanks to you, to your giving, your generosity, giving of your time, your energy, your resources. And I, I really appreciate it. It gives me hope, truly, for this world, for the future, for my kids. So thank you for that. Uh, Marcel Proust, 20th century novelist, said, Let us be grateful to the people who make us happy. They are the charming gardeners who make our souls blossom. This week, I got a, uh, a phone call from an unknown number. Kept calling and kept calling calling. I usually don't even answer phone calls from people that I do know who's calling me. <laughs> just, that's just my life is just too full. I have to have it on Do Not Disturb. Uh, you know, I work multiple jobs. I leave my nonprofit. I got my kids. I got all these things. And th sometimes this can be one of the main mains of my existence if I don't put it in its proper place. I, I love being able to interact on my phone and text people, obviously call people, but I have to be careful, otherwise I'm constantly glued to it in a very unhealthy way. And so I noticed that this Mantica thing kept popping up on my uh, visual voicemail. So those of you who have an iPhone know what I'm talking about. But on my visual voicemail right now, I'm so bad, y'all. Like There are so many phone numbers with blue marks, meaning I have not listened to the voicemail yet, just because I haven't gotten to it. So this Mantica number kept following up with a voicemail. So finally, I listened to it. And it was a voice of someone that sounded familiar. It was a, a woman with a kind of a Cantonese-English accent saying, Tony, it's Millie. Do you remember me? I'm Helen's daughter. And I got gripped in my stomach. Like, Helen was a woman who was friends with, check this out, my great-grandmother. And I used to visit Helen in San Francisco, and she lived in a little 8 by 8 SRO, single room occupancy in San Francisco. Friends with my great-grandmother, Josephine. Helen was in her 90s. And when my grandmother was alive, she told me about Helen, friends with my great-grandmother. And she said, would you be willing to go visit her in San Francisco since you live 30 minutes from her? I said, sure. So on her birthday, I went and visited Helen with some balloons. And Helen at this point was about 90-ish, 90 years old. And Helen and I became fast friends. I just loved her. Uh, I loved her, her quirkiness. I loved the fact that she was super blunt. This is me, 20-something years old here. Uh, and I spent a good six, seven years uh, visiting Helen. 
Uh, she also battled dementia, so there were times when uh, she would be really mean. But even her meanness, I found it funny because she would accuse me of stealing her remote control of her TV. Her big, giant street TV in her little SRO in San Francisco. And I would leave and she'd call like, did you take my remote? I was like, Helen, I didn't take your remote. You did, I know you did. Helen, it's in the cushions, check the cushions. And I had to call back up to like the seventh floor. But every time I would leave, she would stand out in the window of her hallway and yell, I love you, I love you. And I you know, obviously took a picture of her and uh, will cherish that memory, but here, 2022, I get this unknown number from Manteca from a woman named Millie, who's Helen's daughter, now currently in her 80s and living by herself and found a picture with uh, my number on it. And she's been calling me for a good few days before I responded back. And it was just this really kind of beautiful, awkward thing because I finally answered the phone one time when she called. And uh, it was actually, it was yesterday day before I can't remember. My wife said, who are you talking to? Because I was saying, I was responding to all these questions. She's like, where do you live? What's your wife's name? Uh, why do you still have the same phone number? <laughs> and I was like, who is this, you know? And uh, it was just this beautiful uh, connection. I don't know where it'll go. She lives in Antica, but I thought, how interesting for God to plop this relationship with Helen in my life 20-some years ago. And now I have a relationship somehow reconnected with her, her daughter, Millie, which leads me into this uh, topic for today about gratitude, that it's the people in our life, right? Sometimes these relationships that we have, that when we pull back, when we stop, uh, as Phil reminded us last week, you know, we, we both reflect in the past to stir our gratitude, and we we take notice in the present. Who is with us? What is happening? How can we find strength in the people and in the things? And Paul says in the book of Philippians this. He says, I thank my God. Simply in Philippians 1. Every time I remember you in all of my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It's right for me to feel this way about you, verse 7, Philippians 1, since I have you in my heart. And whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. And God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. So I was reading this this week, you know, in preparation for today, and envious of Paul, you know, if you've been around the quest for some time, we implore and encourage you to wrestle with the text, to even disagree with the things that are written in the Bible. Yes, we can disagree with the Bible writers. The Bible writers, we believe, were doing the best that they could to interpret what God was doing in their lives, what God might have been saying, and trying to pass on to us truths that we might apply to our lives. And could they have been wrong with what they heard or what they saw or how they understood my opinion, and I could be wrong, is yes. But Paul, here in this space, I was like, go Paul. I was so appreciative of Paul and his letters. Because if you look at the beginnings of Paul's letters, he starts this way a lot. And I'll encourage you, you know, I, I often 
Uh, this is not my Bible. It is, it is a Bible that is here. I often don't use a Bible with pages anymore because things are so digital. I would encourage you, if you don't have the Bible app on your phone, get it. Uh, it's called Version. It's in the App Store. I pull it up you know, all the time when I'm doing my study or my reading. Uh, I have a little, um, what do you call shortcut on my phone that says Scripture. But what I would encourage you to do, if you have time, you want to make time, which is part of the call to action today, is look at the beginnings of Paul's letters. Uh, he does a majority of the New Testament. He does uh, Corinthians, uh, Philippians, Galatians, Ephesians, Colossians. In the beginning of all of his letters, he stops to give thanks, to remember the people that he was in relationship to the people that he was writing to. He was writing to churches, much like we are gathered here today. The church would gather in homes, have meals like, like Bola, like food and faith. And people would take the letters, hey, Paul wrote us a letter. And they would read the whole thing. And I could just imagine starting out with everybody huddled around. You know, they've got their, uh, their food they're eating and, you know, just stopping to listen and saying, wow, Paul remembered us. Paul's grateful for us. And Paul's encouraging us that God is doing good works in us, that God loves us, that God is with us. And he does this from a place of remembering, because most of the churches he's writing to, he spent time with. He did missionary work. He would go and build churches, start churches, uh, appoint leaders, and then go on to other places. So as I was reading this, I just thought, what a beautiful reminder to us. And I know some of you are really good at this. Some of you are really good at writing letters, okay? How many of you still write handwritten letters to people? Yes. How many of you are just like texters and emailers? Because those are letters too. <laughs> but the power of words, the power of taking a moment, whether it's pulling open your computer, opening up your text app, or getting a pen and paper, and writing to someone that has inspired gratitude someone that you've shared a part of life with, that you can look back and say, because of you, I am where I am today. Helen is one of those people. As Millie was uh, chatting my ear off in a really beautiful way, uh, my old self, Tony, would have been, again, I told you, I don't answer the phone, so it's just move on, I got stuff to do, I got three kids, it's my anniversary weekend, all that stuff. But I just wanted to hold on to that phone. And hear what she remembered about her mom. Hear what she remembered about our connection. I only met Millie maybe three times in eight years. And somehow now we're connected. And she was asking me, uh, what did she say? Am I still married? Yes. Okay, so, so you don't believe in divorce? I was like, wait, uh, I believe in divorce, but I just happen to still be married. <laughs> it, was funny. it was just funny the things that she was saying. And I kind of thought underneath that, does she know that marriage is hard? And yes, it is, and all that stuff. And then she said, do you still pray? I said, yes, I do. I remember praying with, with Helen. And Helen and Millie uh, are Catholic. And so I would always pray, you know, how I pray. Uh, and then uh, Helen would do the Lord's Prayer. And then right after that, what do you think she would do? Hail Mary, yeah, which I was always kind of like stumbling through because I grew up quasi-Catholic. I was, how do you do this? I don't remember. But I would hold her hands, and it was awkward, and it was messy, but it was beautiful. And Helen would have this lasting impression on me that you know, came back through her mom. And so now I'm at this place where uh, Helen, uh, Millie, sorry, Millie is Helen's daughter, 
uh, said, where do you live? And I would say, that's expensive. Like, yes, it is. <laughs> I was like, did Helen leave anything in her will for me? <laughs> I didn't say that. Uh, she lives in Manteca. That's cheaper. Uh, she said, what's your address? I gave her my address. I said, what's yours? I have a feeling I'm going to be getting things in the mail, right? Uh, and again, I don't write a ton. I once in a while try to make myself do it because I know it's powerful. But connected to this living and gratitude, it just got me thinking, okay, uh, at least for this month, I'm going to write you know, a few people. I'm going to write Millie. I'm going to take some time and assess, like Paul did, the... The fill in the blank. Uh, I thank my God every time I remember who? Paul said, Philippians 1, every time I remember you, I give thanks and I pray with joy because of your partnership. It's a great reminder for us as we prepare for Thanksgiving and the holidays, which are very difficult for some of us. They're difficult because things have changed over the past few years. There are people who aren't with us. In this very room, some of us are carrying a deep grief, I know. Sometimes the power of a word, the power of feeling seen, remembered, and reflected upon is just what we need. So I'm going to invite us uh, today to consider this, to consider who is it that is the fill in the blank for you when you hear the phrase, I thank my God every time I remember who. And maybe today you give them a text. Maybe this week you write them a handwritten uh, letter. Or maybe even right now you want to do that. Just pull up your text message and say, I'm grateful for you because, and send it off to someone, even while I'm talking, I don't care. <laughs> or every time I think of you, I give thanks because. And be specific. Do you know when we do our encouragement sometimes, uh, we can be vague, and vague is good. Just even saying the word I love you is powerful. But when we add that because, and we give something specific, my daughter, my 13-year-old daughter, who's really profound, uh, just the way she asks questions, the way she sees life, so, she's super, so much smarter than I am, I feel, sometimes. But she said uh, at dinner last night to both my wife and I, why do you appreciate the other? Or why do you love the other? And both my wife and I are like, oh, you know, we definitely things pop, pop up specifically. And it was so cool to be able to hear from my wife, specifically, things that she appreciates about me, and then for me to say, because of this, but we often take it for granted because we live with each other. We go on every day doing these things, and my wife has all these great qualities that I just don't appreciate sometimes, and I need to get better at that. Texting you to tell you how special you are to me because. So I hope this is inspiring to you. And let me also say this. Uh, the people who are present in our lives, who are still around. Uh, this could be a daily practice that I think could be life-changing for a lot of us. It's this, the, the, like what, Paul, what Phil inspired us to do last week, stepping back and go, presently, who is in our life? Who can we thank? And how are we different because of them? But we also know there's a reflection in the past that happens. And for some of us, those people like Helen are no longer here anymore. I just saw Wakanda forever yesterday. It just came out, the Black Panther film. Some of you know I'm a big movie buff. And I'm not going to give any spoilers if the trailer doesn't already, but we all know the main character in this film, Black Panther, played by Chadwick Boseman, the actor, died of colon cancer. And the sequel to this film, uh, written and directed by Ryan Coogler, sorry, I'm a film geek, so I get really excited about this stuff. They were challenged with how do we tell a compelling story 
about this billion dollar film, this franchise, that is known by the world over that broke history and records because it was a mostly all black cast. And it defeated odds because racist uh, projections say that black films don't make as much money as other ridiculous things that it leaps and bounds uh, broke barriers. And what they produced here with this cast and crew and writer-director did was phenomenal. What I appreciated, and I, I cried multiple times, was how they sensitively and compassionately reflected on the life of one who's no longer here. And what I took away, and no spoilers here, but for us in our lives, that as we are in this season of gratitude that often can be surfacing grief, for those that are no longer here, like my friend Helen, like my grandmother, who you all know, uh, died in a tragic way, I encourage us to find traditions, things that we can do in honor of those who are no longer with us. Things that we, we can do that help us keep those memories and those um, stories alive. And I'm a fan of writing letters to people who are no longer here. What would you say to that person that is no longer here? You could talk to them. There's all sorts of ways that you can do this. Uh, my grandmother died in October of 2012. And on that day, as my, I was trying to keep it together, I didn't know what to do, but I drove to San Francisco I went to Bodin's, Bodin's, how do we say, bakery. And what are they famous for? And? Clam chowder. I got a big old bowl of clam chowder in the sourdough, sourdough bowl, and I sat, and I just maybe ate my emotions, I don't know. And now, every time I want to reflect and remember my grandmother, that's what I do. It's just this thing that I do in honor of her. You know, I go and have this bowl of chowder, and I just think her, for her memory. Sometimes I talk to her. And I've had to do this over almost 10 years because it's the anniversary of her death. Um, yeah, 10 years. It's been 10 years in October. And it's still ever-present in, in my life, inspiring both grief and gratitude in the same, they're intermingled. But it's a beautiful thing that has given me a way to uh, embrace and absorb her and her memory. Much like uh, Helen, I will occasionally drive by that that, uh, that building of hers and just look up to that seventh story window and remember almost hearing her voice. I love you. I love you, tell me. So in the, the same vein of Paul uh, to the Philippians, I thank my God every time I remember you. Uh, what does that look like for you in this life? That's my encouragement to us this week is to focus on the people, the people who inspire gratitude, whether they're here or not and using your words to express gratitude. And the second part of your homework, can I give homework, is next uh, Sunday is to take note of the things that inspire gratitude, the big and small parts of our life that sometimes go unnoticed. I almost want to encourage you, uh, if you're a note taker, you know, just make a list or use your phone and take pictures, whether it's the sunset, whether it's your pet, whether it's your, um, the school that has across the street and you just get to see kids going to school every day. But what are the things that inspire gratitude? Take notice of those things that often go unnoticed. And next Sunday, I'd like us to share those things as a practice, a meditation, a living gratitude. Okay? Let me pray for us. God, thank you for the people in our life who have inspired love, who have lived a great story, and some maybe who, who haven't. 
maybe some who we, we, we carry some sort of unresolved conflict or unresolved forgiveness, that there is a way, God, that we can forgive those who are no longer here, and maybe even forgive those who are here still, but that it's not good for us to be in relationship. I trust, God, that you can do the things that are impossible in our lives, as we sang earlier. And still, to others of us, God, so grateful for the people who put hands on our shoulders this morning, who, who gripped our, our, our palm and squeezed tight in a finger lock in some way that we know we're not alone. Those that we live with in our home or in our neighborhood, work with, go to school with, thank you, God, that you put people in our life, even sometimes for just a season, that we can look around and say, I thank my God every time I remember you with great joy. Thank you for inspiring joy, God. May we also do that for others as we recognize them, as we thank them, as we specifically give them words through written text, email, or a handwritten note. Thank you for doing that for us. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to Holy Cannoli. If you liked my dad's podcast, please subscribe, give it a review, and share it with someone you think would be encouraged by it. Holy Cannoli Podcast is a proud production of Brave Maker Media. For more information or to donate, go to bravemaker.com to make your tax-deductible donation today.